0: Welcome back, peeps, to Perfect.Dev, where we give you cats, the precious dose of dev snacks. Now with your amazing hosts, Alex Patterson and Brittany Postman. This episode brought to you by Storyblock. Build anything and publish everywhere. Whoa, I left the wrong screen. up. Hello.
1: Oh, there we go. Starting off good.
0: Welcome back, Perfect Peeps. Uh, if you're watching on, on uh, Twitch, we have a new setup. I'm hoping will work out for us. If this goes completely badly, we'll have to have Kellen back on again, <laughs> I guess.
2: Welcome, Kellen. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Enjoying the summer weather. How are you all doing?
0: Great as well. I, I have not been enjoying it. I feel like I'm always inside these days uh, streaming yeah. or coding or something. So
1: Thank
0: you. I, did, I did have a good 4th of July. How was your 4th?
2: It was good we we got invited to a total of, of three parties one was at my my parents house they do one each year one was a friend of ours from high school and then another one was uh like a um used to be a neighbor but they moved a bit further north but we still keep in contact so at one point my wife my wife was like you know maybe we could swing by all three if we're quick enough and i was like <laughs> no this is, we can't it's too much so so we kept it to two we did we did two parties and that that worked out well so i had, had a good time that's awesome. How about you, you have a nice fourth?
0: Yeah, it was crazy. I I meant to uh, bring a video along uh to show off the fireworks that were happening like almost in my driveway, but like on the oh, road. Wow. It was like intense. I'm like uh looking around and my friends are like you should water your yard because things are going to catch on fire. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that, but yes." <laughs> so it's it, it was really cool. Brittany, did you you went down south, right?
1: Uh, yes, so I was driving back from Florida. I drove most of the fourth from Florida to Tennessee and stayed in Tennessee that night. And we saw a few fireworks and my kids got to try to catch some fireflies. We don't really have them here in Michigan. So I was reliving my childhood with them, like trying to catch lightning bugs and mason jars.
0: Oh, nice. That's so awesome. That's fun. Very cool. Uh, so, Kellen is here to chat with us all about uh, WordPress Engine or is it WP Engine? I can never remember.
2: Uh, WP Engine. Okay. <laughs> it's like yeah, a- if you want to get technical. So, the, the WordPress name, like there's a trademark associated with that. Uh, so, any, com- any company is in that space. That's why you'll commonly see WP as an abbreviation. Uh, that's, it's like, don't that's talk approved.
0: about the Super Bowl, right?
2: Yeah, right. The big game. The right.
0: big game. Yep. Exactly. Nice. Very cool. So, uh, WP engine and Faust JS, do you want That's to right. uh, give us a little background on who you are? I, I know like we've chatted with you before, but for the folks who don't know you just kind of how you got started and, uh, you know, what, what are you doing these days?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So thanks for everybody who's, uh, tuning in or watching this after the fact. Um, yeah. So my name is Kellen Mace. I, uh, I, I used to be in a different industry altogether I was in healthcare, um uh, doing work. I really didn't enjoy and had a super long commute to work and all kinds of stuff. So I was highly motivated. Once I discovered that I really like coding and building things online, I just had a fire lit under me to like get out of my old, um, old position and, uh, get into, you know, web development. So I was like, I went pretty hardcore for, for a little while, like nights and weekends, just building sites for like almost no money, you know, I built entire websites for like 200 bucks, something like that. Just because at that stage, I was just in it for the practice, you know, and this the skill building and I care so much about earning money. I was like, I just need to get up to, you know, a certain skill level so that I can change careers. So, so I did that That's for awesome. a little bit, learning as, as much as I could. Um, I was very focused in, in the WordPress space, uh, building WordPress themes and plugins for clients do, doing freelance stuff. So I got good enough at that where I was able to finally leave my job. I was never really passionate about and finally get into coding uh getting to web, into web dev which i was just thrilled about uh so my commute went down, went from two hours a day to zero, uh, zero. which was amazing <laughs> that <laughs> change by itself was just amazing i gained i felt like i gained two hours every weekday which is great for me amazing um, but yeah i, I worked for a, a, a number of agencies so so like some folks listening may know um like 10 up or web dev studios those are some like well-known agencies in the wordpress space so i worked for those and a few other places a startup at one point and, um, yeah, i did done a lot of WordPress stuff. And at a certain point, I started getting enamored with with uh, technologies like React and GraphQL and these tech that was unlocking, like, really snappy, nice user experiences. You know, I just saw these single-page apps that were just like, so lightning fast, you know, thinking, like, man, I want to get into that kind of thing. Um, so at a certain point, I I did. I started lear- getting serious about learning, like, the front-end tech. And the word jam stack, you know, um, was being, you know, becoming popularized and i was i i decided like a good path for me would be to take my uh this knowledge of wordpress as a, as a platform and a cms that i had built up and pair that with this front end tech that i was excited about you know and this this headless wordpress term was like a a new one on the scene that people were it was gaining more and more um adoption and popularity so that i kind of like settled into that that niche i started a youtube channel at one point doing like video walkthroughs on teaching people how to do headless WordPress stuff that I had, you know, learned myself the hard way by like digging through docs because no one was doing content on that stuff at the time. Um, So WP Engine like saw my YouTube channel and reached out and they said, you have to come work for us. We have a DevRel team. We're doing the the same thing that you're doing on your channel, like all the stuff you're trying to teach. That's the stuff we're trying to teach, you know, and, uh, you know, made me an offer I I couldn't refuse. Uh, So I jumped ship and and came on board yeah so it's been it's been wonderful i love working at wp engine and um and it is a good fit because we have uh a a product called atlas which is specific to headless wordpress hosting so in the same you know play with the same company and um and with a single you know from a single dashboard and all that stuff you can manage both like your wordpress backend and your node.js based front end and the two are, are just connected to one another Whereas in the past it was more common to like host those things to different different places and so on. Oh, that is nice. So, that is interesting. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, so that that product to support and then our team as as of um, the last several months now we've expanded a bit to to cover also the traditional WordPress side of the house and some of the um, folks using WordPress as a uh, like a monolithic CMS you know and um, taking advantage of some of its new features like full site editing and so on. Another part of our team um, handles that like catering to folks. Using WordPress in that way, so that's the story.
0: That's cool. Uh, is yeah. so. This may or may not go well because I I don't know enough about it. But we also had Jason Ball on, and he has a WP GraphQL. Is that yep. is that a competitor? or Is that in the the same vein? Or what does that look like?
2: No, far from a competitor. In fact. Okay. Um, uh, Jason works at WP Engine as well. Maybe you knew that already.
0: <laughs> I did. I was trying to like stop
2: but it didn't work. Follow question. Yeah, so this is a cool story. So, so Jason um, saw this new technology that's coming out, GraphQL, and he thought, you know, what would be a great fit, fit for that is, is WordPress turning it into this, this API. Uh, the REST API existed, but he just really liked a lot of aspects of, of GraphQL. So he started this open source project and has been just diligently you know, and tirelessly maintaining it for years now. Um, so WP Engine, at one point he w- went to work for for Gatsby, and they were kind of funding its development. And then a little bit later on, um, he you know s- switched uh, company. So now WP Engine is sponsoring the full time development of WP GraphQL, and it's kind of the preferred API for all the headless WordPress stuff that WP Engine does. Yeah, Jason's great though. I, he's so he's so um, I can't speak highly enough of Jason. Like anybody who's getting into that that's wordpress space or his questions or whatever else. He's just like always willing to help, you know, and uh, he's a great guy. And, yeah. yeah he's um, he awesome to have the
0: pod for sure. Um, he, his, yeah. His perfect pick was flywheel, which I really appreciated because that was something I was Sweet. messing around with for, for quite a while. So nice. Um, cool. So before we kind of go a little further into, into the demo and stuff like that, some people on, on Twitter, uh, I almost said Twitter. On Twitch, uh, you may have noticed we have kind of a different layout going on today. So we're actually um, streaming from OBS, my OBS. Uh, we've dumped Streamyard into OBS, so you'll see, still see your chat. Uh, unfortunately, like unless you're watching on on, on uh, Twitch, Kellen, um, or you know whatever, you're probably not seeing this. But I want to, I want to give you a a perfect uh, command. Let's see if this works. I hope I've been I've been working hard on it. There dump it
1: them, dump them. Come on.
0: There it goes. Did it work? It did, but I'm having an issue where it won't replay my my gif my gif. How are you? Say
1: okay, it. I just kind of saw it pop up because we have to have Twitch on the side. So that's one of the downsides to doing it this way. By the way, if you're a streamer and want to do that, is the people on the stream with you cannot see that stuff unless they are watching Twitch and it is 20 seconds behind. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's true. Um, here, let me let me refresh the browser one time. We'll, I thought please. you were
1: dumping the um, the emojis, the AJ and KC. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: So we can do that too. Let's let's do that real quick. So once you're a, a tier one member, I know this sounds like a stupid sales pitch, but it's more just to have fun with this stuff. Um, you can you can start to use our emojis like this. And they will fall from the sky and bounce around uh, on stuff. Yeah. So, uh, some fun. Um, we're gonna add more stuff like polls and, and things like that. So, like we can interact throughout the uh, throughout the episodes. So, definitely check that out. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Callan one more yes and see if this works. Yes. There it goes sweet so
1: <laughs> nice i heard it that time <laughs>
0: some some things are yep. working we still have some other weird things to to sort out like the videos uh stopping like that so we'll get there <laughs> nice okay um so i think with all of that said and the only the other bad part is i don't know how long we've been going because stream usually gives me a, a countdown on these things
1: oh um, we're about 15 minutes in do you want to do an ad break and then we'll kind of go over yes that. She knows
0: my routine. So we're going to go do our ad and then we'll be right back.
2: We know that creating content can be a tedious balancing act. Developers want flexibility to make seamless digital experiences. While content teams need the tools to work independently. We make changes and are left to watch everything fall apart. We met our limits using plugin after plugin and waiting weeks for edits. All for this. We knew it was time to rebuild the blocks. Storyblock gives marketers creative control and use a visual editor to actually see what they're doing. And developers are no longer restrained to a set of technology. Storyblock has made it simple for each market with localization and personalization tools and allows you to publish content on all channels and all devices. Truthfully, we all wanted the same thing. To deliver the right information to the right destination at the right time.
0: I feel like I'm I'm still dancing around. Uh,
1: like we're always like <laughs> bouncing in the background.
0: Yeah.
1: Such good music.
0: I know it's it's just some fun music for sure. Okay. Um so let's break into it if if you're ready, Callan. Um you have a, a little demo for us?
2: I do, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, before we dive in, maybe we could just introduce like what uh, this framework I'm gonna talk about. Oh my gosh, even guys, is, called that the would be so much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's do that first.
2: I'm glad you're uh, glad you're into it. Um, yeah. So yeah. So for anybody you know watching the the uh, stream here or or the video recording afterward. Um, so uh, WP Engine uh, is trying to make it as easy as possible to do this this headless WordPress thing. Uh, when I got started with it, there was there were a lot of pain points. You know, as soon as you uh, uh, decouple your front end that does all the rendering, you know, using something like React or Svelte or Vue from your back end, some things. You just lose, you know, so WordPress out of the box, you get um, authentication and you get post previews. If somebody has like typed up a draft blog post, and they want to see what that would look like before it's actually published. You get that for free form submissions. Other things are just easy. You don't have to think twice about them. But once you go decoupled, some of those things you have to re-implement, you know, you, you lose post previews and, and off and stuff like that, uh, which this is all doable, right? But for when I got started, a lot of it was just like done by hand. It was... Me writing, you know, a bunch of a, a bunch of boilerplate code across projects to wire up the same kind of post preview stuff that, um, that you get for free in WordPress. So, WP Engine, like my my team and and others, you know, uh, within WP Engine, we've our mission has been like let's break break all those barriers down to make it as easy as traditional WordPress. You know, we shouldn't lose any functionality certainly by choosing this architecture. Um, so, one of the things in that in that vein or to that. Um, and uh, was the creation of this framework called Faust.js, you know, and there's a point in the show where everyone's going to roll their eyes and go another JavaScript framework. What are they thinking? There are too many. Right. Uh, And I'm with you. um, But uh, this one is, you can think of it as um, taking, taking XJS which many listeners are probably very familiar with, super popular react based framework. It's like taking XJS and then layering on top of it, some conveniences so that you get, out of the box authentication. Wait, what's pre- Next.js? Easy easy data fetching, <laughs> stuff like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm we just can go kidding.
2: There. We can go there. Anybody who doesn't know if you're listening, you can just Google Next.js. You'll find out real quick um, <laughs> what that is. It's a JavaScript framework that it really popularized doing uh, server side rendering in the React world. That was kind of its claim to fame. And since then, now it does, you can render static pages and all kinds of things. You can fancy do hybrid any kind
1: what you yeah.
2: All kinds of stuff. Yeah. So so uh Faust, Brittany's um, showing on screen here. Yeah, basically uh, it takes next, but the layers on top of it, a lot of the code that you don't want to write by hand, like I said, authentication, post previews, you know, really convenient um, React hooks for like fetching data, all that stuff is just there. So you don't have to um, you don't have to build those things yourself, uh, which is huge. So um, I can do a demo of like what this what this looks like. And uh, it's we'll built on top different.
1: of Next.js and React. So is this kind of yeah. like a Redwood JS sort of where it like kind of incorporates all the full stack things for you out of the box?
2: Let's think about that. Um... Like,
1: Because it says it integrates the headless WordPress stuff, the GraphQL API, which is kind of what Redwood mm. does and integrates with React on the front end. So it's right. the full stack stuff kind of does the same thing, yeah. I think.
2: Yeah, there are similarities there. I I think a Redwood and BlitzJS those projects yep. in a similar similar space where they're trying trying to be like a single code code base, you know, that um that is is both the front end and the back end and make it
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, t- take like a Ruby on Rails or Laravel kind of experience but bring it to JavaScript. I think is what they're trying yep. trying to do. Um so yeah, there's some similarities there like the GraphQL API, but but this is more I view it more as uh, making these two separate pieces work really well together. Like the, the CMS, you know, on the background of WordPress, which many like marketing teams and content creators just love. Like the, they have workflows in WordPress, have been using it for years. You know, um, they love the way it works. They want to keep their preferred CMS, but for technical reasons or due to like developer skill reasons, maybe, you know, the preferred way to do the front end, render the app is to have a decoupled, you know, JavaScript front end. So if you're choosing that, decoupled architecture, Faust is like, we're gonna give you a huge head start. That's kind of the way I think of it, you know, um, nice. doing the decoupled setup. So yeah, we'll, we'll go through Faust uh, and if there's time too, we can go through another um, thing as well uh, called Atlas Content Modeler. So this is really similar to like those on the stream. If you're familiar at all with um, other modern headless CMSs like Contentful or Sanity or Prismic, many of them have this concept of creating content models you know, so you can create a content model called like um, artist or something like that. And that the artist can have like first name, last name, you know, a number of, of fields associated with that um, that piece of content. And then you can go ahead and query for that, you know, and render it in your application. So the uh, plugin, if we have time to get their Atlas content model, or brings that whole thing to WordPress. You can, with a couple of clicks, like create new models, assign fields to them. And as soon as you save it, all that data is already in the GraphQL API. You can just start querying for it. It's a, it's a really slick experience.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that's a good overview. I think if you're ready, let's let's dive in.
2: Dive on in. All right. Cool. Well, let's do it. In the
0: meantime, I'm gonna give you a perfect. No, you're
2: perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <Aww. laughs> thank you.
1: It get like even cheesier on this podcast. <laughs>
0: I'm going to do dad jokes. Just wait.
2: So let's see. I was hoping for a portion of screen option, but there's only whole, whole screen or window. Is that right?
0: Um. Yeah, I don't think there's a portion, but the window, if you're just coding, would work.
1: Yeah, if yeah, you're staying good. in VS Code, but if you have to do different applications, yeah. that might not work.
2: Okay. Well, I might just uh, trade off. We'll make it work. Um, all right. Can you see this browser window here?
0: Absolutely
1: yes I
2: think so okay yeah I'll just lead people through like if you're curious about what um, what this looks like in practice um, this is kind of how it works so if you uh, go to WP Engine, we have this this is called the user portal um, area right here uh, if you have a paid account you can get here or even you can do it for free um, Atlas right now just has a free uh, they're called sandbox accounts so if you want to try this for free like you can just create a free sandbox account um, if you could just go to dobepng.com slash atlas. But either way, i will end up uh, here if you just click like the Atlas tab on the side and go to Create App. Uh, you have two options at this point. You can pull from a repo. So if you had cloned down Faust Jazz and like created an app already, that you want to you know deploy in the platform, you you could uh, choose this option. Otherwise, otherwise we have this really cool one. I think people might be interested in here. Uh, start with a blueprint. So this is like you can picture this as a fully finished um, headless WordPress site. So both. The back end, all the content models I mentioned, all the database um, values, everything has been populate, pre-populated and built for you. And the front end application has been built already to consume that. So it's like a full blown application. So this is could be a good starting point for you. Or if you just want to see an example of a finished app to kind of reverse engineer and see how things work, it's really good for that too. So I'll do that. Um, I'll, I'll go to uh, start with a blueprint. We'll go to continue. And we have three at the moment with plans to add, you know, more in the future. But at this point you could pick like just a basic site like this, a portfolio site or, or a blog site. Um, so for ours, I'll just select one of those and you can preview each of them or view the code if you want to. So these are what, like
1: templates that are already set up for you.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. They're full site, the, both the front end and the back end, all of it. Is, is uh here so if you oh, nice. so see what that looks like in a moment so so if you want to start with one of these you just select it hit continue um connect to github here select your own github account uh, and then just give this a name so we could do like perfect dev two uh, i already created one called perfect dev so i'll just throw a two on there uh select a region and then hit create app Uh, so if you do that, then you'll see like a spinning wheel for, for the moment while it's, um, building and then deploying two things, the, the WordPress backend, but also the front end, Node.js based app that, um, that is, you know, tied to that. And it'll take, take care of like setting the environment variables to, you know, wire up one so that it pulls from the other, uh, which is super cool. So after you do that and just wait, you know, a, a minute or two for the, um, spinning wheel, uh, what you'll end up with is, well, yeah, you'll land on a page like this. I'll just show how it would go. Um, so you land on this. So here's my perfect portfolio um, site that I created just before the stream. Here I, I had created this. So you land on this page, you can see it, the Atlas URL. So this is our front end Faust.js app is here. You can see it auto generates the URL for you, but you could of course assign your own custom I thought one the BP stood for Brittany wire.
1: Postma. What does the BP stand for?
2: <laughs> Where's the BP?
1: Right in front of the perfect oh, here.
2: port. <laughs> yeah. It probably
0: does. Let's just give it to her.
2: Oh, Blueprint. Yeah. Blueprint port. Perfect. Blueprint. <laughs> it's popular. We can go with Brittany I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, so here you can see both. So here's the linked WordPress environment. So this would be the WordPress backend. And then here's the Atlas URL. This would be the Faust front end. So if you like command, click both of these, open in new tabs, you'd see um, this. So this is the... Uh front end site, right? And like a typical single page app. It's like super snappy, you know, as I'm I was gonna say that's
1: things. moving really fast.
2: Yeah, it's just very performant, you know. It's a nice n- really nice starting point for uh, somebody who wants to do a portfolio site and like showcase is this static? Their, their work. Uh yeah, most of these page pages, yeah, I do use um Next.js's uh, get static props okay. the, like, function function, or just require no pop no props because they're static and and yeah are pre-rendered so yeah that's why that's so quick and then if you were to click through to the um wordpress back end here anybody who's used wordpress before you know that would be pretty familiar you just click on like the little wordpress admin and it logs you in via oauth like that and here's the the familiar wordpress admin so here if we poke around a little bit we can see as i said this is a full-blown site it's blueprint we chose you can see it has like all these w um, blog posts here for us already if we go into like projects or testimonials you can see here's like a few of the content models that were created for us projects and testimonials yes. and then content modeler this is where you could actually change those models or add new ones so you can see here's projects here's testimonials if we click through here's what was set up for us ahead of time this blueprint uses these fields right but if you wanted to um, take this and add on to it to say I'm also a musician. I want to show that on my portfolio, so I'm going to create a new content model called song or something else. Assign some custom fields. Um, you can do that as well, and render them wherever you want on your front end app.
0: Just to just to kind of break that down for a minute, like when you add that, mm-hmm. it's going into like my PHP and doing it's adding it in the database as well as setting up the GraphQL types and an endpoint on the other side as well. And then, is it doing anything else in the Next.js side?
2: Uh, not, it's not. So, if all you okay. do is create the content model, yeah, it's, it saves that that to to the database as you said, and exposes it via GraphQL. But then you need still need to do some work in your front end app. You okay. need to, you know, create a page or modify a page to, to actually pull that data, data in. Yeah. Are
0: you, are you hosting? So I think we might have talked beforehand, but the Next.js side is hosted. Uh, by WP Engine using like a node server on that side
2: yep yeah that the Atlas offering that I mentioned uh, the WP Engine ha- has that's what it, it is it's a node okay. hosting so cool. yeah similar to other um, platforms out there like Netlify or Vercel or render, render.com it can accommodate any you know Node.js based uh, framework you know view um, React, Next, Nuxt Svelte all that all that good stuff um, so yeah, so one cool thing, if we want to see how this data is exposed, um, this, this is one of my favorite parts here. So if we go to, uh, GraphQL, um, this opens the graphical IDE, which is really, a really powerful way to like compose your queries. So in my front end app, if I wanted to, you know, query f- some, for some data from the WordPress backend, I can open the query composer here. And because it's GraphQL, it's able to run an introspection query and just, tell me all the data that's available here and you can go ahead and click some boxes and say, I want posts. And for each of those nodes, I want, um, what do I want? The content and the date the post was written. And how about title? Well, title while you're I, working through that,
0: I just want to let you know, you have a fan that, uh, wanted to say hello. So B one, lots of Sweet. interest.
2: B1Mind. Thank you. Thank you. Be one mind has
1: been like all over the streams lately. Thanks for hanging out.
2: Amazing. Well, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so I think this is super cool. You can see that as I click these boxes here, it just composes the query for me um, on the left. So once, you, once you've done that, it looks like this is, you know, this is the kind of querying for the type of data that you want. Um, I'm able to click the little play icon there and it executes this query and returns, you know, it shows me what my front end is uh, Faust app or JavaScript app would, you know, receive if it were to fire off this same GraphQL request. Um, So this is really powerful for quickly, you know, testing out queries and making sure they're returning what you want right here. So that's, that's amazing. Um, Beyond that though, if I go back to the models, this is one of my favorite parts here. So let's say I've just like created this projects model and defined the fields for it. And I've even added a few dummy projects. You know, um, right here, just so I have some data to work with. Once you've done that, you can come over here and click the little ellipsis icon and then you go to open in graphical. This is the magic part. Ready? So click on open in graphical. It opens the graphical ID we saw a moment ago, but it pre populates the whole thing with a project,
1: right here.
2: with a query for projects. And inside of that, all of the fields that I just defined inside of my content model. Wow. You know, so. So you can see this is everything based on the model you created and all the fields you defined. Here's everything that's available to you. So if you you know click the play um icon to test that out, here's all the custom data that is now available, like to your to your front end app. So that's cool. It's one of my one of my favorite parts there. So you could you could grab this, you know, and maybe modify it slightly, add or remove some fields, and then go ahead and make use of that in your your front end app, which is super cool. So what do you think so far of uh, like the graphical, the IDE there, how you can build your queries, and then the content modeling?
0: I love this. Idea. This is this is so cool. I I feel like this is the one big, the powerful part of GraphQL. The the only thing I run into in GraphQL, and maybe this is just me, um, I there's no real way. And again, correct me if I'm wrong on this. To do like just dot mm. dot dot to give me all of the data, like a select star, is that possible mm. in here?
2: yeah so there is a trick, so this let's go in a little let's do some exploration. I like it so if I open the graphical ID, let's wipe this out so that we're starting from a clean slate I'll go down to yeah posts again so nodes you're saying you want like all the data in nodes inside of nodes, right
0: yeah, yeah.
2: um. I remember what this is. So, so the gra- graphical, which is the JS app that's being embedded here mm-hmm. in the WordPress Admin, I learned at one point it actually does have a uh, little-known feature where you could you could hold a button, click one of these fields,
0: uh, okay, so
2: that, so that it checks all sub all sub sub fields there. I'm trying, yeah, like, that was, I'm, trying, I'm trying option or shift and without success. So I can't remember what that was. I
0: know.
1: It's but only, if you like, actually wanted the GraphQL query, right? You well, I, I know
0: like GraphQL folks are like, yeah, it's supposed to not do that. Like you're supposed to define the field yeah. you want. And I'm always yeah, like, minimal. yeah, but I'm used to rest. I just want the, the whole thing.
1: Give me the Sometimes whole Sometimes you want the whole, thing. <laughs> the whole thing. But do you yeah, really I... want the whole thing?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, I... it's frustrating. Like if you append fields on and you're expecting like them to show up, now all of a sudden mm. it's like, oh, now I got to update yeah. my front end for those things. So right. it's just one of those little things
2: yeah yep. yeah yeah GraphQL does yeah enforce you know ex- explicitness right so that's I think that's why they've um made that kind of thing hard to do you know I can't just like right click or hover or go or whatever and go select all because that would just encourage people to go well I just need a bunch of this data so I'll right. just I'll select all the fields right and then they're over They would be overfetching the data so yeah I think that's why it's discouraged um One thing though, Alex, that might that I really like to do is instead of checking these boxes. That's really good if you if you are unfamiliar with the GraphQL API and what's even available. Then I think these boxes are handy because you can visually see like, you know, what boxes are there and what you know might have some nested nested data or whatever. It's a good visual. Once you get more familiar though, like I know this GraphQL API pretty well, so I'm able to. I don't even use the Query Explorer. Quite often, what I do is are you able um, to uh, zoom this
1: in a little bit?
2: call here we go there we go um, yeah, if you use control space in graphical you get autocomplete oh that's nice so this is everything that's available so a lot of times you know when I'm building my my queries it's like I know I want database ID I want title I want descript desired slug I want content you know this is how on a featured image node and for node I want its database ID you know when I build my queries like that's mm-hmm. kind of how it a bit quicker when you're familiar with the fields, but otherwise, the composer is, is super handy. Um, yeah, so we can take a look at the front end app now. What do y'all think? Absolutely,
0: sounds good. I want to see how Next.js is pulling this in.
2: Absolutely, okay. So, the front end uh, repo that was created for us here is perfect portfolio. And anybody who doesn't know this trick, it's amazing. Uh, it's only a few months old, but on any GitHub repo, if you just hit the period key then it opens oh, up yeah. um the project in uh vs code is in the that monaco free or is it
1: it's code spaces right is it still free
2: it's free i yeah.
0: believe it's free yeah oh, okay i don't i don't That's know that cool. they'll ever not make that free honestly really yeah they better not pull a GitHub Copilot. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> yeah
2: right um yeah so you poke around here so here's the front end project so if you look at uh Yeah, we just start with pages and index, so that would be uh, just this page here. So you can see it's like image, little call to action thing there, and then we have a grid of latest posts. So let's see what that looks like.
1: Very Uh, similar to our index page.
2: As our page component. So yeah, welcome to to our blueprint. Get started, learn more. So here's that call to action with the buttons inside of it. And then latest posts there. Posts posts component where we're we're pulling in what those posts are. And then you you could click through to post to see how that's being done. Um, So this the Faust framework, it gives you a lot of things for free. You can see. Oh
1: isn't it pulling them in and like get static props in the index file?
2: Probably. Yeah, let's let's take a look. So so yeah, let's scroll down here. Yep, so sure enough, so this would be a statically rendered page. Yeah, we're telling Next.js at, at build time, get info about the current page being rendered, mm-hmm. and then pass through the client they're using to do data fetching. Um, so we have a little helper function here, get next static props that Faust provides, where you can just wrap it in. Yeah, you, know, you can just uh, wrap it in the Next.js get static props function, pass this thing these things along, and then it magically knows some info about your page you know, it knows, oh, okay. um, it, it knows what page that is in, in WordPress and some info, some data about it. So yeah. So it um, kind of,
1: it's like an in between a middleware, so to speak, between next and WordPress.
2: Right. Yeah. So it allows you to do, um, things like this. So this client, you can destructure that and pull out, um, these hooks like use query or use posts and then for each of those you can just call them and say give me the first 10 or however many where the category name is uncategorized right or or a specific category or whatever you want if you call that um that hook it'll just return to you the posts that meet the, the you know the criteria and then you can render your post component and just pass those post nodes through like that so it's they so... show."
1: It does cool. that and it creates the query under the hood then because you're not using the query there.
2: Right. Yeah. So one, bit of, one bit of magic is um, it uses GQD. That's, right. that's a that's great either of, <laughs> either of you have heard it. I know. What a, what a fun one. I haven't name.
1: heard of it. That's great.
2: GQD. Uh, so we're actually pivoting away from this. GQD like served us well for a while, but WP Engine um, announced yesterday uh, publicly that uh, we're creating a new version of the framework and it'll even get a different name. That's that's you know signifies oh, like what, what a departure away. it'll be. Yeah, it's that so signifies cute. what a departure <laughs> it'll be from, from Faust. Well no, Faust is getting a new name. GQt will remain. Will
1: oh oh okay. But
2: it'll but it'll just use um Apollo client under the hood for its its data fetching. Uh, and other compatibility reasons, um, the ability to use like Apollo links, uh, middleware and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, right now, uh, the current version uses GQD and yeah, we can linger on this. If it's interesting to folks, this is a really interesting project where it, 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 basically builds the queries for you, just like you said, Brittany. So, um, this, uh, requires you to, to, uh, run an introspection query. So if you're using GraphQL you can run an introspection query and ask GraphQL, hey, tell me all the data that's available and all the types even for each of those. So, so you can use um, GraphQL code generator and it will you know, run an introspection query and get you all the data that's available and even all the TypeScript typings for all that data. And it'll save that in your project. So you can just save it to like a generate types.ts file or whatever. So it'll know yeah. all the types and all the data available in your in your end. So then GQD, what you're able to do is run, um, queries that look like this one we saw, we can just do use query dot some subfield that's in your GraphQL client. And then inside of that pass through some arguments and it just knows how to compose that query. It knows, Oh yeah, there is a field in your GraphQL schema called uh, general settings. I will go ahead and pass through the arguments you told me to compose the query and give you back all the fields you asked for. Here they are and, and just return it, you know, the data here, which is cool. It's a lot of magic. So instead of having to, to like explicitly define what the it query is a lot here, of magic,
1: but it seems like it does a lot yeah. of the hard query work for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it it does. Yeah. So it I kind of one thing I like to relate it to is um what Tailwind does for styles. GQD does. For GraphQL queries, if that makes sense. So, if you think about this for a minute, like many times in component based frameworks, you see like there's a block of of um, code that's like the component, right? The render, the HTML is to be rendered. And then somewhere else in the page, there's the styles. You know, those two are co located together, but you still have to type out both separately, mm-hmm. right? And then a framework, a utility framework like CSS comes along and says, nah, you don't have to do that anymore. You can, you can, you know, crunch it down even further and say, here's just the markup. And then inline, we're going to specify the styles using these utility classes. So then you're left with one block of code instead of the two. So in my mind, like GQD kind of does that for GraphQL, right? It's like instead before you had your code here, and then elsewhere on the page you had your, um, you know, your uh, GraphQL query explicitly defined. You had to have both of those, and GQD says we're throwing out this one, that explicitly defined query. We're throwing that out. All you have to have is your is your component. And then inside of that, if you reference, you know, the fields in your GraphQL schema like this, using like the hooks we provide, we'll take care of running, you know, uh, of building out and running the queries for you. That's really which cool. is cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool and really interesting, interesting tech. Um, but yeah, for a number of reasons, like Faust, we decided um, we're pivoting away from it for uh, for, for a few reasons. Um, so there's a blog post about that actually on the uh, Faust site if anybody wants to know like what's coming next. Go to Faust, and then go to the blog. We just published the future of Faust. Um, just hot yesterday. take, hot take. Yeah, so it. this is brand. This I'm is brand new. Just new came new out yesterday. Outtakes. Just came out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to write, read a bit about like the direction things are going, uh, you can check that out. One other super cool thing I want to mention too about the new version uh, that's of the framework that's going to come out is that it uses uh, WordPress's template hierarchy. So Brittany or Alex, are you all familiar with that?
0: Nothing. I got nothing about. on this one. Template. All right, check this hierarchy. out.
2: This, this is as old as the hills. Here, the template hierarchy. So this is how WordPress works under the hood. Like we, when, we may uh,
0: need to zoom in if, if at all possible.
2: Yeah. Try. It. Let me see if I can.
0: I don't know if it is.
1: I think it's going to be weird with the responsiveness yeah. of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh no! It's actually yeah. it's pretty responsive. I, I is
2: that workable.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll be okay.
2: Does that help at all? Okay. So basically, this this is just a little like chart showing how WordPress de, de, uh, determines which PHP file in traditional WordPress to render for a given page. Oh, yes. So like The request okay. the request comes in and it asks, what is this thing? Is it an archive page, single page, the front page, whatever? And if the answer is this one, then it asks, is it a single page or a static page? You know, if it's one or the other go to the next, go to the next, go to the next, whatever. And if you keep answering these questions, yes or no, what you'll end up, you'll end up on one of these blue ones here, either archive.php, single.php. So that's the file that ultimately, you know, is used for the templating and for responding to those requests. So this is really powerful. It allows people to, um, and if you notice, everything here falls back to a single index.php file. So that means you can, technically speaking, you can build a word, a traditional WordPress theme that has, two files in it, it has like an index PHP file and just the style.css file. Those are the only files required and that's it. You can have a whole theme, but if you add additional files then you can get more granular, right? And say, here's a specific template only for post pages. Here's another specific one for a project page which is a custom piece of data. Here's another one for this. So the more files you add, WordPress will just use those instead, instead of falling back to, to index here. Uh, so we this is another one of those like really nice WordPress conveniences that WP engine m- you know myself and my colleagues were looking at going how can we bring this to JavaScript because this is really powerful would it be possible to have a um, a JavaScript framework like like Faust for example that um, that that does this kind of thing so would I be able to it, it, could I have like this front-end JavaScript app where I could create a new file called like projects.js you know and um and then it would know that oh this is this file is meant because this file was dropped inside of the pages directory the goal of it is to you know render lit, uh, the projects list page so that it would know what data you know what data to um to fetch and to use that page to render so that's the thing that the new version of Faust is bringing to the table which I'm super excited about. So in, instead of changing, because Alex earlier you had asked a question about like, well, if I create a content model in the back, does it, do it automatically show up in my front end, or do I have to make changes? You know, that kind of yep. thing um, will get easier. Now it's like if your content creator in the back end said, "Oh yeah, I created this new content model for songs. Each one is going to have like these fields. Can you uh, update the front end front end app to to show that? You know, you you just need to create like songs.js." In, in the right um, in the right location in the in the front end codebase, and just and and then uh, specify like maybe one or two lines in a config file, just just that are used to wire it up with that particular model, and then just start using that that file um, after that point. So it'll with, what with it'll, that, it'll allow is it'll allow people to um, to only modify things in their front end code base instead of having to go to the back end and make and make wow. more changes if that makes sense.
0: Would, would that pull the entire model's data then? Because it's kind of doing that now, right?
2: So Let's think of that. Um, it would make all of that model's data available. So like where, where, where it we kind of right went through... To pull it out.
0: When we we're looking at like graphical and like defining fields we want and things like that, it's essentially going to yeah. fetch all of it, right?
2: It wouldn't <clears throat> fetch all, of it, but it would make it all available. Hmm. If, if that makes sense, so... Yeah, and this is still of early days. I feel like a bit I feel like I'm talking about it a bit prematurely since the internal team, like it's, it's like pre-alpha, not even released yet. We announced no, it yesterday. So apologize to listeners if I'm saying anything incorrectly, but but yeah, that's my understanding of how it will work. Um you'll just be so if you're a front end dev, this is very empowering, I think. If you're working with WordPress as a back end, it's like it's like, oh yeah, I want to query for a certain type type of data. I just drop in a file in the right location and then build my component out. And the data is already being any data I ask for is already being piped in. Yeah, yeah. You know, no need, no need to go to the WordPress backend to change or configure anything. No writing custom PHP, none of that stuff. Yeah, keep me well, happy about that. That's really yeah. cool.
0: This okay, so we'll probably redo our backend again, Brittany. And just move over to this, I think. <laughs> it would be so. Like you, my, you got me. Platform. We did.
1: When we did the original, like, design to move you off of WordPress.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I think. Uh, so what do you got now? Would you?
0: We went from way back in the day. I wrote it in Hugo. And then nice. I wrote a custom Firebase backend. Ooh. And then I went and I was getting frustrated because I just wanted. Oh, that might have been second. I think I was getting frustrated. And so I just wanted an easy solution went to WordPress. But I was also mm. doing the WordPress front end, so I didn't, like, go the headless route, which might have saved yep. me because Brittany, amongst other people, a lot of other people were like, dude, you're teaching uh, front end web development and just using WordPress. This isn't okay. So I was like, okay, like, hot minute, like, it rewrote it all, wrote a back end and uh, like a custom back end using Firebase. Got frustrated with keeping up bugs on that. and." Uh, oh, yeah. Did we do one more before Notion? <laughs> Wasn't there
1: one uh,
2: Oh, Notion.
1: Did we... Oh,
0: Sanity. So. Oh, we yeah, we did Sanity, Sanity. between. And then, and then finally, just recently, we moved to Notion because we write and keep track of everything in Notion. So we're like, like, oh, yeah. can't we just run the site on Notion? And, and then
1: you tried GitHub for a second? So
0: cool. <laughs> we messed around on, for uh, live coding last week on GitHub just to check out if that was possible because Notion's API is a little... A little strict for if we want to scale it out. Mm. But this would be kind of cool because if I could run my own instance of WordPress, that keeps everything super cheap.
1: You got to focus. focus. It
2: does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the perks, you know, that I, that I hear from people in this space. People look around at Contentful, Prismic, Sanity, Forestry, a lot of these options. And they're like, they're, they're slick and modern and work really nicely. But it's, it's commercial it's paid it's commercial and uh i'm not really in control of the direction of the project like if this company overnight decides we're going to quadruple our rates or we're ripping out a certain feature like i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of beholden to any any decisions they might might want to make so that's a consideration right if you go wordpress it's like you know it's it's kind of viewed as like this rock solid cms people have been relying on it's you know some people might think of it as as a dinosaur by this point in web standards but it's still around and super popular for a reason like it, yeah. it does content management very well so if you are looking for to do like a super modern jamstack single page app type thing it's possible you can have your cake and eat it too and like give wordpress to your content people but also have your you know have your front end so
0: yeah, I've I've kind of considered it a few times just in different projects and things. And I love the idea of using the the headless piece of it. I feel like I'm often customizing too much in the back end and I'm not like great PHP developer at all. So maybe I'm just not a PHP developer. Um, and so it it's kind of always one of those toss ups like do you. Do you actually go down that road where something like Next.js that serves both backend and front end um, and could host your data, mm-hmm. but isn't necessarily like a CMS? Do you just attach something to that? So it's kind of interesting where this solution blends both worlds really well, it seems like, and it, it sounds like you're even making it better um, kind of in the, the next step of what you're doing too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious though. Can you use this completely off WP Engine's platform? Like, is this openly available?
2: Yes. Yeah, I'm happy to say. Yeah, everything demoed today. So so Faust, the JavaScript framework built on top of Next, and also um, Atlas Content Modeler that I showed for creating our content models, 100% open source. Yeah, okay. you can grab those, clone them down, and, and host them wherever you like. Uh, likewise, WP GraphQL, which is the plugin we mentioned a couple times, it's, you know... Um, that powers the GraphQL API. That's also free and open source.
0: So theoretically, I could spin up a five dollar DigitalOcean, and I'm good to go. You For could, the most
2: part. Yep, I've done cool. that before. Yeah, I've built uh, I built a several like, Gatsby apps that did that. So I had, the, I had Gatsby hosted at uh, on Netlify at the time, and then I had a five dollar DigitalOcean droplet that was just a WordPress instance, you know, and um, and that worked out. Worked out great, yeah.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, I had a uh, WordPress running on Cloud Run for a minute, so like totally free, basically. It was awesome. Oh, but
2: Cloud um, Run, I don't know, if you're familiar.
0: Uh, it's a Google product that's essentially like kind of serverless, and so you don't have to pay for for a micro instance of it. So then I was back to free cool. WordPress. It was awesome.
2: Yeah. Very cool. There are, there are a few hosts like that in the in the WordPress space. I've I'm familiar with. Yeah, that will I think like you could probably run it, off render for your content. Yeah, run on render. Yeah, well, I mean, the WordPress back, back end is is PHP. Do they? Would they host that?
0: Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I thought you get. Yeah. probably there's some
2: play. solutions though that yeah do what you described, where it'll it'll spin up your content creators make their changes and it does a static build and then spins right. down. Yeah. Ryan right, just starts with which is awesome. Um, unless you need. Some things, you know, if you if you want like uh form submissions to come into your WordPress yep. backend or WebSockets or fancy fancy things like that, then maybe you need it running all the time, but but not everyone does. So why pay yeah. for it? So
0: I think on the Cloud Run instance, it actually never goes cold. So it spins oh, really? all the way down, but it would still take requests and like that, which is which is cool. Sweet. I haven't messed with it in a minute, so great. I don't know where that's at still.
2: Cloud run. Awesome.
0: Are we are we like missing anything? I feel like you did a great demo. I feel like I'm still like sitting here spinning a little bit of wow. This would be neat and that would be neat. But are there <laughs> any big things that we missed?
2: Yeah. Um, let me, take a, let me take a look. Brittany so has learned time... a
0: fun new term. Cutie cutie, cute. What was our cute one?
2: Oh, G cutie. G cutie. Yep.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, if we don't have anything else, we can jump into perfect picks. I okay. think.
2: Yeah, I think we could probably call it. Um, I would just say, if anybody like, if any of this stuff sounds interesting, you want know, to get more, um, you know, more into it, uh, check out developers.wpengine.com. That's for myself and my devrel team. Post a bunch of content, so we'll we'll have like screencasts and walkthroughs and stuff on some of the stuff I showed off today on Faust, Alice Content Modeler, WP GraphQL. Uh, we have a new one coming out on Atlas Search, which is a new um, like high-performance search thing for Headless for WordPress, which is really exciting, uh, stuff like that. So check that out if you're interested. Uh, you can also get a free sandbox as well if you want to um, check out the Atlas hosting platform. Me, Just...
1: What was that link one more time?
0: I, I dropped it in Notion. It's oh. in developers.wpengine.com. Okay
1: i'm just gonna
0: yep. pop it in
2: twitch sweet that's
0: right well you yep. are doing that kellen if you would like to talk to us about something you've been working on for your perfect oh, yeah. pick
2: i would be thrilled yeah all right for my perfect pick i choose video mentions which is made by one of my favorite people no I'm just kidding it's made by me <laughs> <laughs> i was like is he really gonna do
0: this that's awesome
2: no. <laughs> I'm not that conceited. I promise. Uh, <laughs> no, this is a side project of mine um, that I think is cool. I'm very biased, however, but you can be, be the judge for yourself. Uh, but basically, like a few months back, I I wanted a way um, to get notified when YouTubers um, mention certain topics in their YouTube videos, like in the spoken words, you know. So, so in my line of work, one of those is headless WordPress. You know, or, or another one is full site editing, which is another popular um another, you know, term that of, of great importance to like me and my devrel team and stuff we do. So I thought, like, surely there's a service out there that does that would just like notify me. It would grab the YouTube transcript, you know, of all the words mm-hmm. said and just tell me, Oh, yeah, this word was found that you care about. Here's an email, here here's what was said, whatever. But I looked high and low and like found nothing. Like no one has created that, which is amazing. There's a bunch of social media <laughs> monitoring tools that will take a look at Twitter, Facebook, or whatever, and like listen for mentions of your brand or your product. Yep. I couldn't find find any that support like spoken words on YouTube. So <laughs> I decided like it'd be cool to build for me to use and maybe other people too. I don't know. So so I did that. So I built built that video mentions.com. And um, yeah, you can use it to you know get notified of your brand your product or just any other topics you care about if you're like a reporter and you're doing a piece on you know a certain certain topic um you know on on re- the word recession or whatever you want to know like tell me whenever this is being mentioned across cnn nbc or whatever it would just do that It would like shoot you a little uh note when that when that happens do you, uh, do, you prov- thing- sorry, yeah, do you sorry
0: do you provide the channels you want to listen to though Cause otherwise like yeah. YouTube's like huge.
2: It is huge. Yeah. So you can't, that's one, that's probably the most common question is can I listen to all of YouTube for, for <laughs> mentions of my, my thing? So the answer is no, YouTube doesn't provide any kind of API for doing that. Um, so you have to know that going in, if you use video mentions, it's like if you're in a particular industry and you would be comfortable selecting like 50, seven however many channels and knowing that I'm going to get notified on every single mention, across those channels only then you're good it'll do that like flawlessly i've been using it it's more of a
1: limitation of youtube then
2: yeah yeah so if that like suits if that suits your purposes narrowing it down to like channels in your industry or whatever then awesome it'll do the trick but but yeah i wouldn't do all of youtube that doesn't doesn't exist unfortunately i I need Uh, to
0: nerd out for like two seconds and talk about what the process looks like here so you're adding sure. the channels in and then you're subscribing to when those channels actually post a video essentially, cause that's a thing that they have in their API. You're pulling it from the transcript API and then you're like on the back end parsing the, the transcript essentially, right?
2: Yeah. Um, and for, for much of it, I don't even use the YouTube API. Oh actually. really? Actually. Uh, yeah, why? I had one guy, so I, I announced this project on Twitter I was saying like, here's the thing I think should exist. I want it to exist for me to use. No one's built it, so I'm, here's my plan. And I had this tweet thread about what I was going to build, and this one guy I, I follow and interact with semi semi often um, DM'd me on Twitter and said, "Kellen, I'm I'm really concerned about your project. Like, I don't think what you're talking about is technically possible because <laughs> in order to check across, if you had like thousands of channels to to monitor and you're constantly checking all the videos and all the transcripts." you will have so many requests like requests over and over and over and over to constantly be checking stuff. You would blow past any maximum like quota amounts that YouTube has very quickly. Like, I don't even think this is, this kind of thing is possible. Um, so I thanked him for his concern. I was like, I think you're right. If I was going to use the API for everything, I get very expensive, very fast. Right. But I told him, um, I was able to put together a proof of concept where I'm using some NPM libraries um, that use, they're able to like scrape YouTube's pages, right? Um, Just get the data from their HTML or their RSS feeds that they have for channels. Um, Using those two things, I'm able to get all the data I need about like, does this channel have a new video? If so, is it a video? Have I, have I checked it already? And if I haven't go ahead and check it and look for any matches. If there is one, fire off an email and write a row to the database that, you know, yes, it was checked. Yes, there was a match so and email. Was, that's, was sent. that's cool. So I did that. So that's why I, I wired it up. So right now it's, yeah, I'm able to check every 15 minutes, every single rule, every single channel, every single, um, you know, thing wow. that I'm monitoring for every 15 minutes. I check all of them and, uh, send any emails and make any updates. Mm-hmm. This project was fun though. This was my first like fully serverless, project so nice. the the back end isn't constantly there's no back end running if no requests are coming in at nice. all. And I can I can handle a bunch of concurrent requests too. So Definitely. if like a, a bunch of checks are happening at the same time, each of them just runs in parallel. So get they get done with their work really quickly. I tried out Tailwind for the first time on a real production project to see like what all the fuss is about on this project too. So I got I get it now. I'm like all right, I can see the appeal. Nope. <laughs> You don't have to run yeah. your own
0: utilities. It's fantastic.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, curious, which cloud did you pick? Uh, it's hosted on Vercel and uses their um serverless functions. Oh, really? So it's
0: uh, yeah. So all of your functions are even written in Vercel. What's what's the database yeah. then?
2: Supabase.
1: Nice. Well Supabase. done. Well
2: done. Yeah, so my, that my is I'm, a right? good. We're
0: we're not allowed to talk about super though. Sorry.
2: Oh no.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's my pick today is about Superbase. too.
2: Oh, perfect you, lead in. Yes. Yeah, well he just picked he just thing. picked
1: something that's hosted on Vercel. So if if we can like
2: I got all the wrong answers. Netflix plus I is said not tailwind. gonna
1: hire me for being a I part know. of something.
2: Uh, plus I said tailwind, and I know you all uh, have have moved to open props so like i'm saying all no, the wrong we have it. i have no, you have okay we
1: have yeah. we use tailwind on coding cat too <laughs>
0: absolutely love i have tailwind. a completely Freshly custom V3.
1: tailwind setup on coding cat dev it's all tailwind oh, gotcha. it's custom cool.
0: so for cool. for the people that are watching on on the twitch side of things that wrapper is all written in in tailwind too so it's nice. it's all good we- okay uh, Well, we, I've beat
2: before up, we go to perfect picks i got one more one more thing i, I just love this feature we're in perfect picks. Hit, the, hit the search at the top if oh, you would yeah. well, let me see uh i gotta find can you a,
0: do real names can i do like channel. this oops <laughs> youtube.com uh, slash lee slash coding cat dev what that's perfect yeah. word press
2: so su- so that first field, channel. as soon as it loses focus, it'll grab some data about that channel. You can see it pulls in the picture and stuff. I saw oh, the picture came in you quick. Choose a, choose a keyword and then, yeah, whatever date range you want. I want try out try to
0: probably range. all time. I don't know when we did our WordPress episode. Right. Is that going to take a while? We if did
1: we time. did one with Jason Lingstore. If we brought Hold him down, on, it was like shazam.
2: Look at, this, look at look at the speed. Look at the speed. I, I, and I don't, don't know, watched, know how WordPress got mentioned. But... Highlights. This is bananas, I dude. I love this. Check out, check out the highlighted highlighted terms there. So you can see what? every time WordPress was mentioned.
0: That is awesome. I'm going and to tell go everyone about this.
2: Do it. Please do. And then uh, here's my favorite feature of all, though. Um, so the, see, seeing them like this all highlighted is cool. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> I don't think this video is like a live video.
2: Oh,
1: it's, oh, it's grabbing should. private videos?
0: I don't I don't know. Maybe it's, it scraping,
2: it's it's scraping what's on the channel, so it shouldn't it shouldn't be private. <laughs> uh, my favorite part that I was gonna say is uh, all of these are timestamped. So like find like one of the results, oh, this book and word nice. matches. If you click on it, it'll open a new oh. tab and it'll be the video will be queued Added up to that exact stamp. moment. That's oh amazing. shut up. this yeah, is
0: incredible. Nice.
2: Yeah. So so this Can is Can you get Kellen to-, to-, to
1: write something to do our timestamps for us?
2: Callan, yes. Can you somehow do that for us? I'm well-practiced now after building this.
0: Year. Now that you're able to like pull transcripts and all of that, we just need the transcripts sent through an AI so that they'll do chapters automatically for us. Oh.
1: I cool. um. I, I wasn't going to say anything, but I will forget if I don't, and I don't want to call you out. Can you go back to the home screen real quick? Your site looks beautiful, but that button is not accessible. Thank
2: you. Uh-oh. Which the main
1: button that that red text on that yellow button oh really if you change it to your brand color that navy blue i think it will be
0: okay that's not calling Good out just a problem. little hey i
1: just yeah i just Did wanted to just give him some help so but this, this <laughs> the
0: dark mode dark mode is really easy in tailwind now
1: yeah. oh yeah do we still use is it night wind
0: no that's gone. No, we
1: stopped using that. OK. We
0: we have some really broken yeah. stuff, too, Kellen. Don't worry about it. If, if <laughs> you go to our, uh, our podcast <laughs> oh, sure we, right yeah. now in dark mode.
1: Actually, yeah. Ben has like a PR out to help our ally right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have some broken oh, yeah. stuff, apparently.
0: When it's in night, not like dark mode, light mode, it, it's all good.
1: It works. Interesting.
0: Yeah, that's my fault. I just didn't check mm. it. Anyways, okay, uh, so yeah. that's an amazing, amazing uh, product. We should take all the notes and put them into Notion and video mentions We might have to do a whole demo on this now that we've looked at it. I'm
2: sorry, you're gonna have to come yeah, back. Sure. No, I'd be happy to. Yeah, if you want to dig into, um, yeah, video mentions, I can go through like what I use for, you know, transactional emails mm-hmm. and hosting the front end and uh, and cron stuff because I, I mentioned I'm checking every 15 minutes. So it's like, how do you do that with serverless? Right. Right. How I'm doing Cron, how I'm doing, how I'm grabbing the transcripts yeah. and pars- parsing those, stuff like that. And
1: that, that data was, You're you got it? the data so fast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I So here, here's one cool thing. So I launched this, I launched this on Twitter and got a couple, like my first couple paying customers and some interest in it and stuff like that. And then um, a couple weeks later, I posted it to uh, Hacker News, like on the show HN page where people post like new projects they're working on. And it uh, it hit the number one spot that day on Show HN. On nice. HN. I got so the thread is huge. I had tons tons of people asking me questions about it, which is really fun for me. I got a bunch of like attention and backlinks to the project and things like that that day. That was just like I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Did you but put a product on um, yet? Not yet. I want to do a product hunt n- next, but yeah, they say you should do do some other things first and then. Yeah. Frog yep. time so i haven't pulled the trigger yeah, on that yes. yet i did say yet like yeah. do those <laughs> things I, will. Right. I will i plan to do it yeah
0: yeah send us send us the link we'll uh, upload that for sure awesome okay uh britney it's your turn but good luck following that like that was incredible <laughs>
1: Well, I'm going to follow it with more great Kellen content. So Uh, (laughs) we did, we talked about Headless WordPress with SvelteKit instead of Faust.js on our Salt Siren stream. And it was a very fun episode. I learned some great stuff. So go check that out. And then the one that must not be named um, (laughs) SvelteKit tutorial with James Q. Quick. (laughs) Uh yeah, so go check out James's content. He does a lot of stuff. Y'all know that I love SvelteKit, So anything Svelte Kit. Yeah. I'm into
2: Very it. Cool. I should have mentioned too during during the stream. So uh the new version of, of Faust is being built in uh like layers, so to speak. So it's gonna have like a core package with all the functionality, and then an XJS adapter on top of that. Oh. So the implication there is that leaves the door open to SvelteKit. Not other, other kind I of I was like,
1: mentioning that earlier <laughs> that Remix is kind of doing that same thing, and Remix right, now has right. Remix routers felt as in the works.
2: is that amazing? Yes. It's mind blowing <laughs> to me. It's so cool. That's There's really going to
1: cool. be a talk at Spelt Summit about it, and I'm super excited to hear.
2: That's so cool. It's really cool.
0: Uh, my first pick is probably not as related, but um, Josh Cameo. I always get that wrong. So I hope that's right. I think
2: she's already Como. laughing. Como? I, wrong?
1: Como? I don't Como, I,
2: think.
0: I,
1: I, I, I get it wrong it's too, but
2: right. I'm it's so fresh, bad so with it. Yeah,
0: Como. Como. I, I got nothing. We're just butchering it worse. Okay. Uh, so he has an interactive guide to CSS transitions, which I absolutely love because you can um, kind of just like type and actually work on these things. But it's super fast with their uh, the code playground that he has set up. So. hmm
1: um it's got ooh. a lot of like nice custom stuff yeah i love his
0: like we added our sound just because of him he uses mm-hmm. use used sound for his hook oh, yeah we now I have that him. same thing
1: for ours and the purring gets a little out of control <laughs> quickly
0: <laughs> that's a different site we won't show that long.
1: oh <laughs> i thought it was that one what sound does it does it make the clicky sound yeah, just the click.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll show the one she's talking about. So we use it. I use it on my personal. Oh,
1: one. yeah, that's your theme.
0: I don't know if you'll be able to hear this, but
1: uh, I don't think we can hear it, but it yeah. purrs on his site.
0: Yeah, let me turn it up. Amazing. I'll, I'll try to get close to it. Here you go. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
2: it's aggressive that. purring. Amazing oh jay's
1: up. here hey alex
2: Jay. read alex read read uh josh como's post where he's like make sure it's it's tasteful and only just yeah. a little, like a momentary thing he's like cool 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 i'm gonna do a six second roar yeah uh, it's, it's literally <laughs> only
0: one per but it's one per every time you change so you and stack it, them it, up it keeps and get playing
1: them t- <laughs> until it stops yeah our bubbles did that on uh, the siren site for a minute
2: so, so I, I, hey, I, if this is if this is helpful at all, I did a project uh, maybe two years ago or so where I I used use sound. I read that blog post. And I was like, this is amazing. I need these sounds in my life. So I, I built a project and I used them and I figured out a way to um, to cut. For, for one sound effect, to cut the the, other, the previous one, basically. So if one was playing, and then I need another yeah. one to play, yeah, I, so it I would thought, stop the
0: previous. I thought his hook had that built in, so I might have to go look at it again. I'm probably doing something wrong.
1: I, I did mine it, with vanilla JavaScript.
0: Hey, uh, just for the the folks out there, if you think things are perfect, you can use the command uh, exclamation mark perfect, spelled with you know the correct. I see line. what happens perfect. when we both
1: do it at the same time.
0: Oh boy, this could get intense.
1: No, your perfect it only fired once
0: I hear
2: it but really quiet.
1: oh no it fired back to back
0: yeah it should do them all it just stacks them so it's See, it's got a
1: jay's got the j- vanilla javascript for you, <laughs> you just
0: oh yeah that is true the whole zero thing yeah it's just yeah actually great. I need your help uh maybe maybe we could sync up <laughs> because our our gif won't replay itself when you do that whole perfect or when you do... What's, what's our other one? Is it fun? Play? I don't even remember anymore.
1: What are you talking oh, it's about? yes. So you can do bang. Yes. I was like, yes is one. Yes.
0: See, my gif won't play yes. anymore, Jay. I need help. Yes. <laughs> okay, back to
2: Josh's
0: site. We have completely lost well, control yeah. there. His okay.
2: like site's so, like so good. Side note. I, every,
1: I'm on like stream hour four everybody. here, so...
0: So here's here's the, uh, the timeline thing that I was telling you about or trying to for the animation cool. piece. I think this is the kind of stuff that really helps people out to understand, like, what is happening. And this is a fantastic way to do it. So, like, ease out this always like I struggle with it. But that kind of like where it shows what ease out is actually doing where it's fast, 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 and then
1: ease it eases it It out. really
0: helps like me. Cause as Brittany, you know, I'm a only visual learner. Visual. I swear. <laughs> I could read that thing 20 times and not understand it. One time I get it with just that simple. Oh, okay.
1: In eases in out. And then there's
0: the out. in out somewhere. There it is. In out. That's the one and I use for everything, both. I feel like. Jay's laughing right now. If he's still out there, you
1: want uh, cubic Bezier curves? Aren't they? That's all, where the fun's at.
0: Aren't they all cubic?
1: I mean, they are, but you can actually do like custom ones.
0: I like your use of Bezier.
1: Yeah, that custom cool. easy.
0: Uh, and then the story of Next.js, yes. fantastic, well put together. Uh, I. Th- I think, yeah, we call it the UI.dev team. I always want to call it the bytes.dev team because I feel like I only read the newsletter these days. So uh, incredibly put together. Um, It's really long. I'm sure they spent some time on it, but all about the the history and why Next.js is where it is. So check that out as well. It only has like 319,000. We need to get a half million views on that thing. Um, I think that's it.
2: All the pics. We'll check this out. I was I love, catching up l- on love these documentaries. You love what? Man. Oh, these documentaries, like the oh. um, the spelt one that was just done, yeah. and then yeah. Honey, Honey Pot did a GraphQL one like a year ago or whatever with the, with the origin story. There. Them
0: out. It's so impressive,
1: yeah, they're
2: so good.
0: I reached out. So who did the um V1? Who did we have on?
1: Um Offers In is Stefan. Uh Steph. from he yeah. used to be at Honeypot and then moved right. to Offers In, and they're the ones that did the V1 and the Laravel one and now this out. I felt There's
0: like things. Stefan like disappeared for a while and then wasn't he on? Like he, he, suddenly showed up.
1: Well, he did, yeah. He was handling all of that stuff behind the scenes with the release of the documentary, and then now he's kind of back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was so crazy. It's like he yeah. fell off the, the world or something. Anyway, Kellen, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. We're way over time, but that's awesome. It doesn't matter because we're having <laughs> fun, right? So
1: exactly. Uh, thank right. you,
0: thank you. Let's let's do. If we don't do another pod on it, let's do some live code. Um, and maybe you can show off how you built your site if you feel comfortable. Yeah, with that would be really cool. Oh, I the, love like you. Open up the Pandora's box and show everybody what there you did, cool. but. No, sure. I
1: think that would yeah, be great to, to come on and promote it when you release it on Product Hunt, too.
2: Yeah. Cool. cool. Well, thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me today, too. It was, it was a blast. I love yeah, it. I, love I love what's going like on over
0: there. I can't wait for that, like, next iteration that's kind of coming through. So that'll be cool. Yeah. All right, y'all. Yep. Uh, we can keep chatting on on Twitch, but we're going to shut the stream down for now. All right. See ya. <laughs> All right.
2: Thanks, Bye. everybody.